is the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Show. I am your host, Coach James Lewis, back again, trying our best to help you win your fantasy basketball league. It's week three, approaching people, and we want you to get you hip about games played, notable injuries, waiver wire, hot and warm pickups, people you need to flat out drop, as well as our fantasy performances of the week. But first, it is my pleasure to introduce a man representing the Midwest, a University of Colorado graduate, co-host of the Super Fantasy Bros here on Triple Play Fantasy, as well as a distinguished writer for Rotowire, Fantasy Bros. New Life Fantasy, reminding fantasy owners that on Saturday, it ain't done yet. That's where you can find them at ain't D-U-N-N-E yet. Mr. Jacob Dunn, what's up? What's up, my man? Ain't done yet. That's right, guys. Your job ain't done yet, all right? You have to be active on those waiver wires. You have to be one step ahead of your opponent here, guys, all right? While everyone's playing checkers, you got to play chess. You have to be one move ahead of everyone else, and we are here to do that, and I am pumped to join you. I am I am super, super excited to join you each week. Uh, this is going to be great, man. Absolutely, and don't you hate it when it's Saturday and you look at your Sunday lineup and you got three guys and the person you're playing has seven <laughs> absolutely God, you're up you're up you know six categories and it can uh-huh. all fall in your face right there at the last second and then and then you have that tough decision to make do i drop this borderline guy to try to stream but yeah. but but then maybe your stream doesn't do as well and you just you know and then you just cut someone valuable it's uh hard decisions here but we are help we are here to help you make those guys yeah, and in the playoffs, it's kind of an easier decision because you don't go worry about this said player killing you the rest of the season. You know, it, right. you know, there's only there only might be four or six teams left, and at that point, you know, it's anybody's ball game. Those are the best teams in your league. So here, early in the season, uh, you might want to hold back on that rookie or that that player that maybe hasn't reached their full potential. Um, right. Before we dive in, I wanted to, to touch on um, Colorado alumni as we got Spencer Dinwiddie, who yes. besides him not playing back to backs is, you know, is looking like a certified stud when it comes to fantasy and um, higher than his his ranking was. Um, yeah. Derek White, which had high expectations, but his yeah. season isn't going too well. Um, do you got a, a favorite Col- Colorado basketball alumni? Well, First of all, I got to give love to Chauncey Billups. Big shot. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mention him as he's coaching for Portland Trailblazers. I was hoping he went in that direction. But, yeah, he's got to be the number one. Number one, man. He is a legend. I mean, there is a mural uh, inside of CU Stadium. It's it's so cool. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like I watched – I watched Spencer Dinwiddie play as a freshman. I mean, he only played about nine games because he tore his ACL, uh, you know, and and then he was – a one and done, but I was super excited for him this year because, you know, he's going on virtually a wasteland team in the Washington wizards. He's going to have all the run that he can handle, you know, alongside Bradley Beal, which should bring up his assists. Now he's not the greatest shooter. He doesn't add steals and blocks, but I love watching Dinwiddie on offense. He is, he is a maestro. Uh, so, uh, he's probably, he's probably my favorite buff of all time. Um, and yeah, Derek White was there for one year and he was a lot of fun to watch um, as well. So, you know, I love I love Derek White for his steals and for his defense. I love Spencer Dinwiddie 
uh, I love Spencer Dinwiddie for his offense. So see you buffs, man. We're coming at you. We're coming at you. NBA. <laughs> yeah. And, um, from a guy from the DMV area, uh, Spencer watching the Wizards play this year. There's it's clearly uh, a different cast of characters. It's yeah. been, it was a big trade with the Lakers. Um, new head coach and West Unsell Jr. looks like a completely different offense, uh, completely d- different defense. Like Bradley yeah. Beal is not going to lead like or come close to leading the league in points, but he he might get more assists now. And Spencer doesn't necessarily always like crush it in assists. He he'll get you like you know six yeah. or seven. But he's just – he makes the right play. He's a winning basketball player. And mm-hmm. I actually was watching that last year before he tore his ACL for the Nets. He was starting in that lineup, and he fit perfectly with Kyrie and, and Kevin. And mm-hmm. um, this was even before the James Harden trade. And I thought that, you know, if he would have stayed healthy and they would have just not even made the James Harden trade, they would have still, to me, would have been the best team in the NBA. So, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah. a little bad luck with the tearing your ACL. That does help you improve some of your skills, though, with the, right. with the downtime. And he's definitely um he's definitely showcased that. So shout out Spencer Dinwiddie and all the Buffaloes out there in the NBA. Oh, that's, that's yeah, right. <laughs> right on. All right, we're gonna start with taking a look at um, our schedules this week. Now, in the past and years in fantasy, you've seen um it, you've seen up and down. Sometimes fantasy uh it, it, the scheduling was kind of messed up as far as some teams would have five games in a week, other teams would have right. two, and you'd be completely screwed. But mm-hmm. What I've basically seen is, you know, four or three. So it, it makes it like it, it makes it a lot more even um, yes. as far as that's that's concerned. So a shout out Adam Silver on that. So teams with um, four games this week. So if you're looking for a, a pickup, somebody to fill in for an injury, um, you have the Hawks, the Nets, the Hornets, the Cavs, Mavericks, Rockets, Pacers, Clippers, Knicks, Magic, 76ers, Blazers, Kings, Spurs, Raptors, Jazz, and Wizards, all teams with four games. So you want to keep that in your, your back pocket, as yeah. well as teams with three, Celtics, Bulls, Warriors, Lakers, Grizzlies, Heat, Bucks, T-Wolves, Pels, OKC, and the Phoenix Suns. So if you're like kind of on the borderline between um, maybe a guard for the Celtics because Marcus Smart is out or mm-hmm. a guard for the Hawks, um, you might want to go with the Hawks guard because they, they play one more game this week. That's, of yeah. course, including bubble players. Uh, other news, uh, injuries that may, that vary from serious to not, not as serious. Uh, Doug McDermott out for the Spurs after he was getting, you know, close to 30 minutes a game. People thought Thad Young might have gotten that, and that opens up more opportunities. Kellen Johnson and maybe not um, – producing like some fantasy owners wished after the, you know, going into the Olympics, uh, mm-hmm. Mike, Mike Connolly, obviously he's been dealing with injuries for years uh, for the wizards, uh, Rui Hachimura and Daniel Gafford, who had uh, a slight knee contusion. Uh, I don't know if you know, cause this has kind of been something under the rug, but Rui Hachimura's situation for the wizards has been very weird since training camp where yeah. um, he didn't show up at first for personal reasons. He then, you know, unfollowed basically everyone on his ig right um i don't know what's happening at home because uh he in the in the summer in the olympics he, he played well for japan and you know you're kind of expecting a a big year from him and now you know the wizards are are flat out loaded in that position um right. so th- those are things of note that you know maybe help people like kyle kuzma excel right 
Other injuries, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who's been listed day-to-day, but he, to his coach, uh, Carlisle, says the hamstring is strained, right? And so, like, for mm-hmm. Yahoo, I would love his eligibility to be able to put him on my IL because he's yeah. currently rotting on my roster. But in ESPN, he is eligible to go into that IL situation. And last year, it was a complete flip. Um, I will – I would have – did want to talk to you about that. Um, are you somebody that plays in both the ESPN and the Yahoo League? So I actually do. I have a dynasty basketball league on ESPN and in my redraft league, I do Yahoo. Uh, now I found that ESPN is very, um, is very liberal with their injuries and stashing them in their IL. Like if they miss one game, you can automatically put it in, uh, in your IL on Yahoo they have to be announced that they have to miss three or more games before they actually give the IL designation. So Yahoo is a little bit frustrating with that. Like you said, he's rotting on my bench as well. Um, And my IL spot is already taken by Zion Williamson. So it's like, I guess I just have to stream, which is what you guys have to do. If you guys are holding on to Zion, to Ben Simmons, to Malcolm Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving like you have to stream to make up for that especially in points leagues I mean you know like you just have to have an empty spot uh to try to make up for those points that you're missing out and what stinks about Malcolm Brogdon is that injuries are nothing new to him like he is pretty fragile when he's healthy he's a beast he's a monster but these hamstring injuries are very tricky uh which which is why uh you know if you you have to hold on to him because there is no like he's going to be out for a week or he's going to be out for a few games. Like the coach is holding out hope uh, that he is going to return soon. Now my gut says that he's not going to play for another one to two games at best. Uh, I think that's best case scenario. Like if he returns next week, Uh, but TJ McConnell is someone that I want, especially if you want some assists. Absolutely. And I'm glad you pointed out because he was definitely going to get brought up. Uh, He's been a fantasy darling to most last year when injuries occurred and um, the Pacers backcourt dealt with a lot of that last year. And he just loads up on on dimes and and is the best, almost the best steal getter per minute. Um, I I know he he has an NBA record as far as he has the most steals in the backcourt of anyone all time since they've been keeping track of that stat. So wow. Sh- shout out TJ McConnell and um, he, he shoots high percentages to get you. He'll get you some threes and visually just watching him as a basketball player. You root for like the little white guy. That's just tough as nails <laughs> and um, right. kicks ass. So um, definitely pick him up, especially when uh, Brogdon is out. Um, it, it's funny that you mentioned that as far as ESPN being better at that. Cause last year it was the complete opposite. ESPN, right. you had to wait for forever. And Yahoo, once you got that O next to a player's name, you were eligible to put him on on a bench. So right. why did they flop? I don't know. That was one of the yeah. reasons why I loved Yahoo because mm-hmm. I, I think that you know their application wise, it's easier to look at you, the 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 stats that they're giving you as far as uh, rostered spots and uh, pickups are more visual friendly, more fr- um, right. more friendly to the to the consumer. So. A uh, little gripe with uh, Yahoo there. Uh, a little bit. Rolling out on the injuries, uh, Marcus Spart is out for the Celtics. Uh, Drew Holiday for the Bucks, which uh, we will mention somebody in our pickups coming very soon. And then um, the big one, uh, Patrick Williams, probably out for the year. And then Man. Cody White is out for at least another month in time. So the Bucks 
I mean, the Bulls, their their bench becomes uh, more prominent, which I, I'm sure that the starters don't mind <laughs> yeah, right. uh, having to spend some more time here. Um, we're going to start with our pickups. People to look at, maybe somebody to definitely grab, maybe somebody that, you know, you really want to watch, uh, you know, uh, our pickups last last week uh, worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Me and um, Coach Kev, we talked about Ricky Rubio, who's a must must own. We talked right. about uh, Tyrese Maxey, was a must own. Uh, Chris Duarte, especially with Malcolm Brognall, he's still going to get you big buckets and threes and, and mm-hmm. grab some rebounds. Will Barton, Precious Achua still relevant with Pascal yes. out. So, you know, we're trying to win you a league. And um, this week, especially with Drew Holiday out, I'm going to start with uh, – not really the people's champ here because most people think he's a prick. And that is Grayson <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Grayson yeah. Allen, though, is uh is a bucket. He has double digits in every single game. Uh he gives you uh rebounds. He's he's shooting a three exceptionally. And of course, in that buck system, they they love that. Uh he's rostered in only 27% of leagues. He's got an uptick of nine percent this week. So you want to get on top of it, especially with his shooting guard and small forward uh eligibility. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, Grayson Allen is getting a lot of run in the starting lineup because the Bucks are decimated by injuries right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, you love him. You love him for those threes uh, and you love them for like those quiet rebounds, slight assists, but he doesn't get turnovers either. So that's that that is gold in nine cat leagues. Yeah, and you see his uh, three point percentage is only at thirty two point six right now. That means he he is throwing them up there. He's he, mm-hmm. that will increase. He's a, he is a good shooter. Uh, another guy to keep in mind um, in that backcourt is uh, White Pat Patrick Connaughton as well. Uh, yes, they're both logging in heavy minutes and they do similar things on offense. So I would say Grayson Allen for right now is a is a solid pickup for this week. Mm-hmm. When I'm going to send over to Jacob for. His one of his number one picks to pick up this week. All right, guys, it's Lonnie Walker, the fourth. All right, Lonnie hasn't played less than 25 minutes in any game so far this season. All right, which is great news for his fantasy floor. You know, through five games, like you see, he is averaging 15 points, 3.2 rebounds, 2.8 assists, 2.4 three pointers made. He's averaging 25.24 fantasy points per game, which is good for just inside the top 100. He's been starting as of late with the Doug McDermott injury, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, so expect solid numbers until McBuckets comes back. But even when Doug returns, Lonnie is still going to have a huge role off the bench and contribute for you in points, rebounds, assists, and three points made. Absolutely. And he's a guy that when he gets it hot, when he gets hot, he gets he gets it rolling. He might give you yeah. three games of 20 plus and he's a confidence built player. Um, and they are flying up and down with that three guard lineup and then killed in like at the four. So outside of Pirtle, they they really are, are running and gunning. And it's a, definitely a different pop system. But pop has kind of been sticking to his minutes. Like you said, he hasn't played yes. less than 25 minutes in any game. And he's averaging 25.8 minutes a game. I think he's pretty set in these rotations. Uh, yeah. And uh, so shout out um, Lonnie Walker, the fourth. We've all mentioned the, the Spurs backcourt. It looks like um, DeJounte Murray was the steal of them all because right. he's just a rebound machine. Uh, he's a mm-hmm. walking triple-double. So if you got DeJounte Murray, um, you are you are very, very happy fantasy uh, basketball owner. 
And that's a young Spurs team. Like Greg Popovich wants to give his young guns a lot of playing time because, you know, this this is a team that could compete, but they need some they need some experience. And Lonnie is only 22 years old. You know, it wasn't two years ago. He was a high draft pick for the Spurs. All right. So they they believe in him. They want him to get some runs. So I would definitely add him just to see if he can keep this up. But he should, because like we keep saying, he hasn't played less than 25 minutes in any game this season. Greg Popovich wants to give him run. Absolutely. So and keep your eye on um, Devin Vassell, second year player. He's mm-hmm. um, up and he's been up and down. Uh, yes. He had a game with a, where he had 19. Um, he's a good shooter. So um, th- just to keep an eye on um, on Vassell as well. Um, not not kind of pointing out to to grab him just yet, but they, you know these second third year players with opportunity, you definitely want to give a look out, and you do not want to miss out on say Mo Bamba, that is probably the biggest uh, free agent target steal that I've seen in in fantasy just yet. I think yesterday he had like eighteen rebounds. He's a beast. He is, <laughs> he is a, a beast. beast in his three. So a yep. uh, guy that for me was the most common uh, pickup drop player. Mm-hmm. probably in the league, including I probably stationed him like four times. Uh, a guy that gets steals. Uh, this is the legend of Lou Dort. Um, <laughs> he He's playing heavy minutes at 32 uh, minutes a clip. He's not shooting it great, um, but he's not afraid to, to shoot it. Uh, he's shooting 20% from the three-point line, and that's 2.2 a game based off of his attempts. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- that's definitely gonna. That's definitely category driven. He's shooting, you know, six or seven a game. Uh, Eleven points, four rebounds, two and a half assists. Um, he's a guy that uh, will excite you and then frustrate you the next game. One of the biggest points that I looked at, and this is a thirty-nine percent roster player minus five that I'm that I'm recommending that you that could be rosterable in a twelve-team cat league, uh, just at the bottom of that bench, and you won't feel bad about dropping a Lou Dort. So he is a serviceable guy for like a week for like a week if if you wanted to. Um, what I liked uh, the most this week is that he played back to back at the end of last year. I know they were tanking big time and he and he was helping them win games. So they were not playing him back to back. The fact that he is playing every single game um, gets me more intrigued. Uh, the OKC yeah. is like waiver wire central for the entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, did uh, did you want to mention your guy um, from OKC that that you want people to look at? Yeah, so um, I was going to bring up Darius Baisley. Now, Darius Baisley is the exact same as Dort with like awful, awful field goal percentage. But they both are on this young Thunder team that isn't going anywhere. So the Thunder have, have uh, they need to play their young guys as many minutes as they can. And like you just saw, Lou Dort is averaging 32.8 minutes. Darius Baisley, you know, he he is playing in the upwards of 20 minutes a game, somewhere somewhere in the 30s. Uh, you know, like Darius Baisley, to me, is more of a points league dandy. All right, he has poor field goal percentage, but he has all, he has all the opportunity in the world to to produce stats every single night like he just had an an incredible game against the los angeles lakers the other night <laughs> yeah uh, russell, russell westbrook wasn't too happy about how that game finished no he was not i mean you know you know it's revenge season for us so you know i get it uh you know like Baisley is currently ranked the 85th 
the 85th ranked player in points league. He's averaging 26.34 fantasy points. Uh, the Thunder are going to give him a lot of run this year as they're in a serious rebuild. So Baisley gives you that safe floor. And I would say the same for Dort, although Dort is a little bit more talented. I like Dort a little bit more than Adarius Baisley. Uh, Dort is getting a bunch of minutes and he has that capability like last year he exploded late in the season for a 42 point night he has that he he has that capability uh so i like dort and i like basely as long as these young thunders are getting pt they should be rostered and i think they they found some players that they're going to log heavy minutes where they're not going to win games and they they like these guys uh they like dort they like basely they like roby uh, from time to time and right, right. uh po kochevsky um guys right. that you know certain weeks they're they're rosterable um th- what do you think about that play at the at the end you, you get a steal and you, you dunk it within the last five say is that bush league or is that like like you shouldn't have passed it to the other team it was a five-point game with five seconds left it's just it's just one of those things i mean like you know like the kid's excited he wants to you know, like he wants to create like a TikTok buzz, a Twitter buzz, and you know, like he wants to slam at home. He wants to make a statement. So, uh, you know, if 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 I was on the other team, I would hate it. If I was on his team, a fan of him, like I am all for it. Yeah, and like it's how many times does OKC OKC beaten the Lakers since the exactly. franchise existed? Like that's exciting. Like, but I'm not mad at Russell Westbrook getting mad either, though. That's just like sure. you know, um, this is me. I'm alpha. This is my team. Don't mess with right. us, or you, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know about it and hear about it. So, like, I understand both sides of it, but I'm not mad at Darius Baisley for dunking that. Like, Man. are you kidding me? I yeah. feel like I've seen Russ dunking in the final minute off steals. Of course. Um, all right, our next guy um, who who you pointed out to me yeah. and a guy maybe with Patrick Williams going out, Kobe White still being out, that is the bald yeah. mamba. Why don't you talk about Alex Caruso a little bit? The bald mamba. I love that, man. <laughs> yeah, man, the bald mamba is averaging 8.4 points, 3.6 assists, uh, and a whopping three steals per game, all right? That is <laughs> huge. Uh He's also averaging 24.92 fantasy points through his first five games, which is great because he's coming off the bench. And with all these injuries with Patrick Williams and uh, and Kobe White, he's going to be relied upon even more. And he was given the bag this summer. All right. So he's a solid, a solid linchpin at the end of your bench in points league and a must own in nine cat leagues for his ability for his ability to rack up steals in a hurry. Absolutely. Much like uh, TJ O'Connell that, you know, led the league last year. Uh, right. Caruso kind of fills it up all around. And when he's shooting that high of percentages, uh, it makes your eyes uh, uh, pop, uh, open up. Uh, also, the 29 minutes a game. It seems like he's find a, a secure role there with Billy Donovan's yes. system. And he's actually a winning player. Love his perimeter defense. I think that the Lakers are hurting that are hurting in that department a little bit with him out and then. Contavious Colwell Pulp. Um, this, those are things that aren't really too mentionable. You, you talk about outside shooting, but those guys were they're elite defenders, and right. uh, I think the Lakers are are definitely missing out. So uh, Alex Caruso is definitely possible for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, a repeat offender that uh, people are getting hit. Last week, this number said eighteen. Today, uh, Franz Wagner is forty percent roster. That's an uptick of twenty six percent. Um, he's double digit in every game. He's giving you a block and a steal a game where that's 
that right there makes somebody wanted to be rosterable. Plus, he's hitting uh, two threes a game at a high percentage. Uh, he'll grab you like four rebounds. You're, you're looking at 14, 15 points. Nothing that's going to win you leagues with somebody that, again, in a 12-team uh, cat league, he's, he should be rosterable. He shouldn't be yes. out there in the wires uh, depending on your team. So Franz Wagner, a guy that's getting you know a 30-plus minutes a game in a injury-riddled uh, Orlando Magic yeah. uh, team that has Okiki out and has uh, uh, Jonathan Isaac coming off an ACL injury, mm-hmm. still hasn't played. Um, for the time being, uh, Franz Wagner is a is a rookie stud and a, a guy that I wouldn't say necessarily to, to pick up. But Terrence Ross is one of those Sunday guys that you could you could get that could give you 25 when he gets hot. Um, and I actually played against Terrence uh, Ross in, in high school and he was going to really? Trish, Christian and he was a sophomore. And he was cool. uh, like the best player on the team then. Um, he just is electric athletically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he has a very high confidence when he sees a shot go in. So this, uh, you know, 2.23 is a game. He's he's always had, you know, that he had one game last week where he had zero and he's still averaging 13 points a game. So I look at that as well. Is he, he he could completely flop on you on Sunday, but he could also um, push you over if you're trying to stream on Sunday and get get those get those buckets at the end. So uh, two guys for Orlando. Um, your take on on the two of them? Do you, would you would you roster them? Because I I say I wouldn't pick up um, Ross, but mm-hmm. somebody that like he's at the top of my watch list. I, I I would say. So I would rather roster Franz Wagner, yeah, just because he is starting and you know you know he's producing for this young Orlando Magic team. Like you said, is void of playmakers outside of Cole Anthony. Uh, you know, oh, Cole uh, Anthony and um, Jalen Suggs had his breakout moment last mm-hmm. night against Scotty Barnes. They both had uh, went for yes. 20 plus. And did you see Scotty Barnes take three dribbles oh. off the rebound and dunk it? That was so Who in the sick. NBA can do that. That's insane. That's some Russell Westbrook like hybrid <laughs> version because he's six. nine. That's crazy, man, man. I have Scotty Barnes. I took a flyer on him and I am so happy right now. Uh, but yeah, uh, some uh, center eligibility people. Um, he does play the center position. As same, same thing with Precious Achua. Can both of those yeah. guys? Because like, okay, who's uh, Toronto center outside of Boucher when they're both playing on the court? Give them some right. eligibility, right? Sorry. Yes. No. <laughs> Sorry no, for man. my rant. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So you know, I, I was just gonna say Franz Wagner is definitely someone that you want to have on your team until Jonathan Isaac and Chuma Okiki come back, like you said. But Jonathan Isaac, we have no idea when he's going to come back. There is no clear timetable. Once he does come back, though, Franz Wagner is irrelevant but we don't know when isaac is coming back so roster wagner um but as far as terrence ross goes um you know he's kind of one of those guys i can take him or leave him uh just because of his field goal percentage and like you said he's a little bit streaky uh but you know in that game against new york uh a few games ago i mean he went off as uh and so did cole anthony like he has those fire moments like those NBA jam fire moments where he you know like hits three shots in a row and he can't miss the rest of the night so I get it but beginning of last year I feel like he was like averaging 20 for the first like three four weeks yeah 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 I mean I mean like this 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 is a young Orlando Magic's team that need that scoring punch off the bench and that's what Ross gets you it's just that your field goal percentage might take a dip uh but at least he doesn't turn the ball over a lot and if you need 
And if you need three pointers, then he's definitely rosterable. If you don't need three pointers, I don't mind leaving him on the wire, but he's more valuable than not for sure. Yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't produce in those other areas. That's why he's kind of like you, if you pressed like points per game, you click it, he's in that top five, but and you're like, oh, this guy, you know, he's a bucket. Right. But look at the other categories. He ain't going to get you rebound. He ain't going to get you assists. Right. I got another guy coming up, um, and Eric Gordon, that's the same way. But for the Orlando backcourt, because it, uh, Michael Carter-Williams and Markel Fultz are still out on injury. They had There's just injury riddled um, yeah. there in Orlando. So some of right. these younger players are getting getting opportunities. Um, Eric Gordon is a name that I I stay away from. I put it I put him in here because people are, are picking him up. He had a couple yeah. games where he had over 20. Um, he gives you points. He gives you threes. He gets you nothing else. Um, right. But he is he is much like uh, Terrence Ross, where you press points per game. He's going to be at the top of the list on your waiver wire every week. And on Sunday, you might take a gamble to try to win you over a week. So in my league, we get three pickups um, a week. And so strategizing around that and maybe using your last pickup of the week on a Sunday is OK, because then you can on Monday it resets and you get three more and yeah. you can just drop the guy. And I've I've done that. Sometimes I let I like my like bottom two roster spots to be people like this that I can interchange and get rid of or add at the same time. He has um, shooting guard and small forward um, eligibility right. because of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the guards uh, in the lineups that they have with um, Kevin Porter Jr. and uh, Jalen Green. Uh, but Aaron Gordon, uh, Eric Gordon is somebody that can give you 30, um, but somebody that I wouldn't own. Yeah, this 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 is a very young Houston Rockets team that is giving this 32 year old Eric Gordon a lot of playing time, which tells me that the Rockets are really trying to showcase him to try to trade him for a younger asset. Uh, So Eric Gordon has all uh, has, you know, he needs to perform like he's trying to reinvent himself. He's trying to reestablish himself as as a knockdown shooter. So he has all the incentive in the world to produce for you guys. So if you do need threes, I would give him a look, but his field goal percentage uh, right now is good, but it's usually somewhere in the lower forties. And he doesn't provide much else. So if you do need those threes, I would give him a look in deeper leagues. But outside of that, like you said, I would, I would feel, I would feel comfortable leaving him on the wire. And our last guy, a guy that I picked up this week, uh, he had four games remaining after Monday, which had a big deal in, in which why I was getting him. A guy that J-Kid um, enjoys a lot, like one of these younger players that are really good, but not necessarily, they're not starter caliber, um, but they're solid starter, much like a, you know, like a Tyus Jones um, for the Grizzlies. And that's Jalen Brunson. Um, I really, I've always enjoyed Jalen Brunson ever since, you know, freshman year at Villanova when he, you know, he helped uh, be sort of that sixth man of the team. Yeah, um, He's just gritty. I remember his dad playing Rick Brunson and I always, mm. you know, enjoy uh, players when their children come. It's, they're just so sound. Um, they just know the game so well. Now, what I like about him is he'll give you threes, assists, rebound. Like he gives you a little bit of everything. Shoots pretty good right. percentages. He's got a good connection with Luca. Um, Jalen Brunson is definitely a, a guy now he's 34% rostered and a plus 20 this week. When I picked him up this week, my buddy texted me and said, you bastard. I, I had him <laughs> and I, I got him at like 6am. That's another thing. If you get, if you wake up early yep. and you check these box scores, you are going to be ahead of the game. Um, the, the people that you, you see it in your league, they're the, the 12, the noon, pick up people. You can beat them to the punch, uh, right. with, with a, with a guy like Brunson. Now, 
he doesn't he doesn't wow you all around. He's not a guy that's gonna drop thirty in a game. I mean, maybe he maybe he's capable of it if he gets hot sure. on the three point line. But um, I like Jalen Brunson out of out of this group. I would take him over Gordon over Ross. Uh, it's a toss up with Caruso. Um, uh, Lonnie Walker the the fourth. I would take tentatively right now because he's hot. But you know, yeah. I like I like me some Brunson. So I kind of like Brunson as like a poor man, Spencer Dinwiddie, like he'll get you points. He'll get you rebounds and assists and nothing else. You know, like he's not going to get you steals or blocks at all, but that's why I love him in a points league, especially because he, because he is, he is averaging around 25 fantasy points per game. And that's his thing. All right. Like you said, Jason Kidd loves him, and the Mavericks desperately need that scoring punch off the bench, and that's Jalen Brunson. I love watching Jalen Brunson play. If you have him, then you are rostering him for his points, his rebounds, and assists. And yeah, I he does have that capability of scoring 30. Okay, which which is great. And plus, if you roster him, he is definitely usable. And plus, if Luka Doncic goes down for any reason, I'm not trying to speak that into existence. Oh, but stop it. <laughs> he's, I, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's not going down, all right? Jalen Brunson is going to have a role regardless, though. If, you know, he likes to play alongside Doncic, too. Like, Jason Kidd wants Jalen Brunson on the floor, and he's averaging well over 26 minutes per game, all right? He, he, he is a great play in... DFS to round your lineups as like a cheap option. He's a must own in, uh, in points league. In my opinion, he's extremely consistent. So if, if he is out there on your wire and you need those points, those rebounds and assists, I would definitely give him a look. And I just saw he had a dud last night. He had four points, uh, but he still, he, he still averages 11, five and five on the season in six games. So. Yeah, and that game against the Denver Nuggets, I mean, that was that was a blowout. So you can't really I can I can throw that game away. Now now it stinks if you had him in your lineup and you were hoping for more, but every single Dallas Maverick, I mean, like they had they had a struggle of a game. So I'm kind of throwing that out. Uh so Yeah, just, they lost by 31. You're right. Yeah, I mean they they got they got the doors blown off of them. I mean, yeah, well, in the game before he had nineteen seven yeah. rebounds, five assists, three steals in thirty minutes. So yeah, he played nineteen minutes in a big blowout yesterday. So don't let that uh, overwhelm you as far as uh, getting rid of him. Right. Now, people that are in the whole other wavelength of this discussion, um, guys, we suggest get rid of. Um, we we've we've given up on them or somebody to really think about. Uh, I'm gonna let you start off because uh, it is the guy that is most rosterable, rostered um, as far as Yahoo is concerned. Again, all of this roster abilities from uh, Yahoo Friday um, midday, so this doesn't include today. Of course, those percentages change every day. Yeah, man. I'm gonna start with Robert Covington. My goodness, man. He's shooting. Roco. Roco. Right. Huh. He sh- he he is shooting a putrid thirty percent on the season along with 4.3 points five rebounds along with i mean a decent 1.33s one steal and one block so so he is getting you that coveted triple one but that horrid field goal percentage along with that minuscule stat is concerning considering he's averaging well over 25 minutes per game 
the minutes are still there. So I know it's hard to completely cut him, but I would wait for him to break out and sell him as fast as you can. There's too many mouths to feed in Portland and he's not doing nearly, he's not doing nearly enough across the board to consider him a must roster outside of the deepest of leagues. And if you're still rostering him in points league, I mean, I get that, you know, steals and blocks, they're very rare, but he's not doing much outside of that. I would be okay with moving on. Uh, and it, especially he's not producing with Nor- with Norman Powell injured right now, which is very concerning. Uh, so I wouldn't mind in cutting bait or just waiting for him to finally break out and move him as fast as you can. That's funny you mentioned Norman Powell because he's on my bubble list as far as I own him in uh... – my in my Yahoo league, uh, t- a ten team league, he's kind of like my last one of my last guys, and he gets you points for sure. But with the injury, missing like the last two three games, even last night he was doubtful up until like tip off. And yeah. of course, with your West Coast games, East Coast games starting at seven, you can't really change your roster. So I actually had him on my bench, um, and he hit four threes. Uh, he got me three rebounds, but he really didn't do um, anything else. Uh, I'm out on Rocco. Um, even last year, I saw this this trend. Now, for a career, he's 12.6 rebounds and three stocks a game. That's solid on, in any fantasy league, especially with a power forward center eligibility. But this season, with that dropping down to four four points a game, even last year, he was um, single digits. Maybe he's just in his in his 30s, and this is the decline of Robert Covington, uh, that, in, which is a shame because the Blazers spent two first-round picks to get him. And they really thought that this was gonna like, I guess, put them over the edge with this right. with their lineup. But you know, you lost draft capital um, when you did that, and you know, who knows? Uh, maybe that's like not having those picks. It, you know, it puts a stumble block in maybe a, another potential trade for say a CJ McCollum, who's going bananas this year. So Robert Covington, um, sorry, you've been you know a fantasy stud for you know maybe eight nine years uh, since 2010, but. Um, I'm with I'm with Jacob on this one. Um, I'm done. I'm done with him. <laughs> so uh, a guy that I had rostered last year uh, <laughs> mm. and I cut in the playoffs. Uh, so what I loved is in, in his career or in the past two years, um, three point six threes a game, which is, you know, top five in the entire NBA. Um, this year, he's shooting the same amount of threes. He's averaging two point five threes a game. So you'll see that uptick happen. He'll still, you know, give you you three plus threes a game. But outside right. of uh, of you know like thirteen points, uh, which is you know his his last two averages that got him this huge contract, um, in like five you know four three rebounds. He doesn't he doesn't give you anything else. Um, right. So I am I am out on 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 Duncan Robinson unless I'm trying to win threes on on a Sunday. Um, I like him as a ball player. I think he's a good fit. But I think that. Uh, with Lowry um, addition and then with Tyler Hero just going crazy. I just don't think that you'll see yeah. the same type of production that you have in the past. And he's also like even, you know, with those last two years with three point six threes a game, which is a which is a category dominator. Um, it's still not going to it's it's not going to win you that for the week. You still got to have other three point shooters. So Duncan Robinson doesn't do enough across the board for me to roster. Yeah. I mean, 61 percent and it's a minus seven this week. I'm giving up on on Duncan Robinson. Still love you though. Yeah, man, this one hurts a little bit because I've been uh, I I've been 
a Duncan truther before he even broke out. You know, I said he has he has a sweet stroke. He just needs some PT and the heat. The heat finally gave him that PT and he blew up like he was on my streamers list for threes for weeks before he became too rostered to qualify for my streaming lists. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with Tyler Hero breaking out this year like Tyler Hero was my pick before the season to win sixth man of the year. And I'm sticking by that. I think he's a beast uh, and he's taken shots away from Duncan because when Tyler hero is in, he's the main ball handler, especially with Kyle, uh, uh, with Kyle Lowry missing some time due to injury. Uh, so like yeah, his said, usage rate is, is crazy because of how potent he is as an offensive player. And uh, the, also how good Duncan Robinson is with the ball and off the ball. He's, yeah. he's a great um, screen setter. Um, he's the guy that makes the, the first pass quick. He does not hold on to the basketball. He's got a good connection with Bam as far as, you know, their little pick and pop play. Right. So uh, Duncan Robinson is a smart player, good, good basketball player. But with uh, just how their system is created this year, you'll just see – some of these numbers dwindle a little bit, and he was already a borderline um, roster role guy. So, yes, yes, yeah. he's he's uh, he's a fringe player in nine cat. He is droppable in uh, in points leagues, though. I mean, you know, yes. like the past the past three games, he's had eighteen points, fifteen points, eighteen points. So you can find a lot more upside on your points league waivers. Yeah, and he's not going to give you anything um, defensively as far as numbers are concerned, right. even though you know he tries his best um, on he that end. He does. Um, and yeah. if you pick Tyler Hero, you are you're you're grinning. And you're like, yeah, it's yes. the bounce back uh, for the kid that's kind of got it together, who was kind of was getting was getting crapped on by a lot of people last year because he, even though he increased his points per game from his, his freshman year, dropping 37 in Eastern Conference Finals, people thought that he was just going to blow up completely. Right. Plus, his confidence is so high that he says, I should be mentioned with Luca and Trey. You ain't in that category, buddy. Yeah. But uh, I still, you know, root for Tyler. I, you know, just like a yeah. swagged out yeah. white guy putting putting buckets up. All right, our ne- yeah, yes. our next guy. I'm gonna let you lead this one. Chris Boucher, who broke out last season for the Toronto Raptors, it's not going so well this year. Man, Chris Boucher through six games, man, he's averaging just five points, four rebounds, uh, not doing much of anything. His field goal percentage twenty twenty nine percent. That's gross. And he's playing twenty nine minutes. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, his minutes have been a little bit scattered, but like. You know, he's doing this without Siakam. You yes. know, like he's struggling without Siakam. You would think that he would blow up without Siakam. But Nick yeah, It's young players. It, it's a Choa and it's uh, Scotty Barnes that have taken over right. his, his, I guess, his prowess statistically. But he's still playing. Who saw Precious Achua before the season? I mean, you know, like he did well in the preseason. But Precious Achua was just like a role player on the Heat last year. And now he's taking over... Bobby Boucher right now, you know, like Bobby Boucher, Chris Boucher, <laughs> shout out to Waterboy there. Um, <laughs> um, but, but man, I mean, like he is well outside the top 150. And when Siakam comes back, Precious Achua has already cemented his role. All right. So it looks like that Chris Boucher is on the outside looking in. And the only saving grace is that he's still getting you those blocks and blocks is very rare all right he's averaging mm-hmm. 1.2 blocks it's not as much as last year he he averaged 1.9 blocks last year now he's only averaging 1.2 blocks now blocks are rare so i get it if you want to hold on to him but i mean even even last night's game he had 
nine points, four rebounds, and one block, and nothing else. Just That's underwhelming. So underwhelming. Uh, underwhelming. If you are absolutely desperate for blocks, sure, you can hold on to him, but I, I would feel free to drop him anywhere outside of 16-plus team leagues. And he's definitely somebody you, you star on the watch list and somebody that, you know, yes. if, you, if you had him last year, you probably still have him roster and you're, you question whether you're going to click drop or not uh, because of that, you know, that 14, seven rebounds, two blocks. And, you know, even his, his threes are down, like those are, yeah. that's killer in fantasy. Um, but it is, it is a head scratcher that Pascal is out and he's still, um, doing is. this maybe he needs to play with pascal maybe he just doesn't maybe. fit with the with these beefy beefy guys and precious achilla and scotty barnes yeah. maybe that's the, maybe that's the thing and maybe when pascal maybe. comes back they have like a tandem where that actually works a lot better to his skill set that he's got pascal at the four and he's and he's running with that so uh something to keep an eye on somebody yeah. that it's it's harder for me to to, to let go on but obviously if you have him this season he's, he's been super underwhelming and i'm i don't blame you Somebody else that's been underwhelming, and um, this is this is almost twofold um, because they play on the same team. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter, mm. Cam Reddish, uh, Dano, uh, Danilo Gallinari. The Hawks are just loaded in this one position, and it's hard to right. put a, a, a finger on who's the guy outside of uh, John Collins, Trey Young, and, and Capella, who are just amazing fantasy players. DeAndre mm. Hunter was a guy that I had last year that – um, you know, was, was producing more defensively with his numbers. Uh, he was, he, he's just down. Like he's just having like his confidence looks low. I watched the, the Atlanta Hawks versus Wizards game this week, and he was yeah. out there a lot. He played thirty minutes, but he was like he was almost not. He was almost like a non-factor other than his one-on-one defensive ability, and maybe that knee injury is still mm. still messing with him. Um, now Kevin Herter is something like I can't explain. He got paid super paid in the offseason and he was a dynamo in the playoffs. And he yeah. basically was playing every minute and took his team, helped t- take his team to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think he had a, a 29 point um game in a in a closeout against uh Philly. Um, but this this year he's got two points in the last two games, um, including that Wizards Ugh. game that I watched, and you know, he played that's gross. And he played he played for the University of Maryland. So you're expecting right. better numbers coming here to play. Uh he's mm-hmm. averaging in 22 minutes a game, he's averaging five points, three rebounds, three assists. And that's an uptick. It's 2.6 and 2.5. He's shooting eleven percent from the three-point line. You're gonna see these numbers increase, but he should not be rostered anywhere. 27% right now, minus eleven on uptick. Uh Kevin Curter, I love you as a you know a maryland fan myself but uh yeah. right now you cannot be rosterable in any league in any fashion man it's super hard to roster any any of those hawks forwards and guards Jeez. like oh. you said i mean they are incredibly deep you know and they even have lou williams making like a little bit of a bench you know yeah usage. a little bit of a bench splash yeah um, so i think out of all those guys, I would rather have Cam Reddish. Um, I know that he can be very streaky. I don't like his field goal percentage, but Cam Reddish has been producing this year. He's well. He 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 has been producing top 120 numbers uh, in points league and in nine cat leagues. Uh, you know he can disappear every now and then, but for you know for all of the games this year, he scored 20, he scored 19, he scored 17. And then he had a little bit of a dud with just five points, but then he scored 20 points to make up for it. So Cam Reddish is someone that I would rather have over Herder, um, and 
and Hunter. Dante Hunter. And Dante Gallo, Hunter. you should never want to have because he's uh, a walking injury report. <laughs> you know what's funny? I used to be a huge Gallo fan because he was on the Denver Nuggets, and that's when I moved here to Denver. He was yeah. he was my guy, man, the rooster. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, he's been dealing with injuries. He always has. Um, so, yeah, you don't really want to roster Gallo. Maybe he's like a nice, like, a DFS rounder if he's cheap and there's other injuries, but I mean, that Hawks team is so loaded that it's really hard to trust anyone on that team. So I'm fine with cutting Herder and Hunter. Yeah. And Reddish was uh, Kevin's pick last week and he's a Duke fan and um, he's actually, he's been looking the part. Like he has a high usage rate when he gets in the game. Uh, I think he's in the top three on his, on his team. Uh, And, and he's, He's just looked really – he looked good when he played those couple games in the playoffs. It was funny how he just got kind of thrown in there uh, towards the end versus versus the Bucs, even though they were – they were losing. He looked, he looked good. And he's a guy that, you know, has all the potential. They spent a lottery pick on him. And uh, it's funny because DeAndre Hunter was breaking out last year as and Herder. And now it's like, no, it's my turn. Um, I, this is, this is me. And, and Bogdanovich actually is the guy that we haven't mentioned. And he's actually, a solid fantasy contributor when he's healthy. So he's actually the guy that, that I guess tops the list. Now we got one more guy that uh, may, may hurt some people that we're bringing up. And this is uh, (laughs) Jacob's take. Yep. Guys, guys, PJ Washington has been a major disappointment to begin the year. He's missed. He's, he's missed the last three games with a knee injury, which hasn't helped uh but in his first three games to start the season he was shooting 29 percent from the field to go with six points 5.3 rebounds 2.3 assists and virtually nothing else um except for his defense he, defense he's gotten you numbers there oh sure yes 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 absolutely which is definitely which which is definitely his saving grace but yeah to couple his struggling start and injury Miles Bridges is breaking out in front of our eyes and backups Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels, McDaniels has been yeah. playing well. Yeah. So there might not be his usual role once he gets back from that knee injury, which there is no clear timetable uh, since he was listed as doubtful well before the Hornets game last Friday. I wouldn't mind cutting bait for any of the guys we've, we've already mentioned. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm pressing cut cut on PJ Washington as well. We saw the yeah. first preseason game Miles Bridges was starting. And I don't know if they were just trying to give the look, but clearly him and LaMelo Ball have an exceptional connection and he's looking yeah. like they're, you know, you're, you know, they're power forward of, of the future. Um and yeah. where PJ Washington was, you know, border borderline all rookie guy uh that first year was very impressive, looking like a steal. Um, I think it was the late lottery. It might've been pick 15 or 16, but, um, he, he was looking like a, a really good NBA player. I think some off the court things have, uh, affected, uh, PJ Washington a little bit. Now this is a guy that's 60% rostered. That's minus 22 in the last week. Um, he, he got in a situation where, you know, the IG girlfriend and, Oof. you know, that she's pregnant and they break up like the next week. That's, you know, that's embarrassing, but you know, as a young player, you get caught up with the IG models and, um, <laughs> you know, Tyler hero had a similar thing last year. So yeah. he's actually still with the, with the girl. I think that's actually going to be something that helped mature him a lot, uh, as that, you know, has he had a kid, um, and maybe this year might be the bump year. 
and then maybe he he comes back to production. Um, he's still a power forward center eligible player. Um, yeah. And last year he was good enough to be rosterable. So PJ Washington, we're wishing you the best going forward. But right now we cannot keep you on your roster. Now we are getting to one of my favorite favorite parts of the pod, and that is our player of the week performances because uh in the fantasy talk we talk about a lot of you know bubble players right but we're not spending too much time on the stars so i we definitely want to give love to uh, you know guys that are actually winning you the week you know single-handedly so uh jacob i want you to start with your guy oh man giannis (laughs) antetokounmpo guys last wednesday october 27th against minnesota he was 15 for 23 65% 65% from the field, seven for nine from the free throw, which is, which is a sight to see 40 points, 16 rebounds, seven assists, three, three pointers, and just two turnovers. All right. Just a Herculean performance from the former finals MVP, you know, before the season started, I went against the grain and touted Giannis as a number one pick over guys like Jokic and Luka Doncic uh, in points leagues. Thanks to Giannis's every every game high floor and otherworldly ceiling, it's nice to see he's rewarding my confidence in him with games like these. <laughs> All right, he was he was my preseason pick to win the MVP, and if the Bucks can get that number one or number two seed, he he is definitely looking like the early favorite to win that award. Absolutely, and he won the two previous years and. He's still the same oh. guy. He's still 28, 12. And I mean, he's his assist is, is looking at seven. And he's um he's shooting the ball. Like he's shooting a yes. three. Uh I know it's 1.2 a game, but like he the fact that he's shooting five or six a game and he's he's like whereas Ben Simmons, we have seen zero progression as far as that's concerned. Giannis right. Anthony Kumpo is least uh improved in those areas and yes. Um, he's coming for the throne. If, if he's not the best player in the NBA right now, um, <laughs> he is, you know, he, you could make the argument a hundred percent. And I, you know, I would say that you're right. You know, you, you can make an argument for Katie. I'd say that you're right. I, you can sure. still make a LeBron, um, um, comment based on, you know, his, his track record in the past right, five right. years. Uh, but Giannis, uh, the, the way he closed out the NBA finals on a 50 piece and then, well, Hey, another two forty pieces off a hurt knee, um, mm. he, he is progressed to just an amazing, amazing basketball player. It's funny. Cause in that T wolves game, um, they lost <laughs> off of his 40, 16 and seven, right. but the greatest take, if you haven't seen it yet, was Anthony Edwards, uh, talking about him. And I, you know, I'll let you spend your time on that, but he, Anthony Edwards is the best post game interview. He's the best take guy in the league. He's just like class clown. He's just hilarious. Um, yeah. So give me, give me some, he's like, what you going to do? He's going to give you buckets. Right. Um, so Giannis, uh, shout out Giannis. I actually got him in the five slot of my Yahoo snake league. And I'm Steel. like, I was, are you kidding me? Love I actually that. had a choice of Giannis and Steph. So if I had six pick, I was still not mad. Cat was still on the board. Somebody reached on, on KD going early. So Dang. yeah, Giannis, I was like, hell yeah. And because of his, you know, Power Fort center eligibility. It helped me build my entire team um, kind of based on well-rounded stats. Like you, you draft a certain player like a Jokic and an Antetokounmpo that gives you something in every single category. Yeah. You can go in any type of direction 
going forward. Whereas if you get Steph, even though, I mean, Steph is going to give you rebounds and assists. Um, Steph, you know, dominates in points and, and, and three-pointers. And you know that going forward, you got to address blocks and steals and and things of that nature and field goal percentage going forward. So um, I love your I love your pick. Uh, Giannis is just studded out. I got I got all these stats in my in my league. And because I, you know, LeBron missed a lot, a lot of time. Brogdon sitting there. I got Kyrie rotting yeah. on my bench. I needed everything <laughs> uh, as far as that's concerned. And yes, my guy. Oh, man. That's just taken over the league. A guy that averaged only 18 points a game last year. Ja Morant, who to me is the most improved player in the NBA. He's just a killer. He's taking his team to the playoffs two years. Yes. Um, right now, he's averaging 30 points a game, five rebounds, eight assists, 2.6 threes, people, on 40%. Mm. Are you kidding me? Yes. He learned how to shoot threes? <laughs> the league's it's over. He's yeah. got two steals a game. Um, that's what some of the concerns for fantasy last year. He didn't shoot a high percentage. Uh, he wasn't giving you threes. Uh, his steal wasn't as high as you thought it was. It is. Um, he took over uh, Staples Center, made it look like Rucker Park with playing against the Clippers, and then he dropped <laughs> for a 40 spot on the Lakers yep. in, a, in a tough game that they lost barely at the end. That was 40 points. Uh, 10 boards, five nine, uh, five threes. Um, I, I my fault, uh, 10 assists, uh, against the Warriors and Steph Curry at 37, five assists, four steals in a win. Mm. And I gotta mention, I mean, he went heads up with Steph Curry in the play in game. Yeah, people forget they went out on top in, in, or, or not Oracle, but in, but in LA and and it took over and put his team in into the first round. They won game one. He was just spectacular. Um, he's coming. Man. He's the most electrifying, exciting player in the entire NBA, like visually this season. And um, if you're if you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan, you probably have four uh, John Morant jerseys because one, they're the most coolest looking jerseys. Uh, oh, yeah. But two, but, but two, it's he's just he's just the he's just like uh, the people's champ. That's right. Um, he's dunking all over everybody. So what's your take on, on Ja and in, in the season? That that he he's going with I I I over I glossed over him I picked Kyrie Irving and I I probably oh, no. well yeah I probably will, I like I walk I wake up at three thirty in the morning sometimes <laughs> in a cold and, sweat yeah yep and I, I'm I just I I look and I can't go back to sleep because I I made that terrible mistake you know what <laughs> Jaw is just incredible I was watching that game against the Warriors and mm-hmm. and. The Warriors got down early, but Ja Moran, he never lost his cool. All right. He he is a gamer. I love this guy. He's so passionate. Uh, you know, so they fell behind early against Steph Curry. Um, and he battled back. He single-handedly battled back and got them into OT. All right. He is stepping up in the absence of Jonas Valanciunas, who left for the Pelicans over the off season and John Moran, he is up and coming. I definitely see him making his uh an all-star appearance this year. Oh yeah. Making making fantasy managers like you just kick themselves for skipping over <laughs> him um on draft day because he is legit. Uh lastly before we talk a little plug talk, um career wise he's 19 a game, four rebounds, seven assists. Uh, he won the rookie of the year, much in part to Zion missing games. Zion career, yeah, twenty six a game, seven rebounds, three assists, sixty percent from the field. Uh, he's got an all star in his resume. Yep. Who you got? Who would you rather have? 
Oh, who I would rather have is John Morant. And it pains me it and it pains me to say that because I took over for 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 an orphan dynasty team because they had Giannis and they had the number one pick going into that rookie draft. And I picked Zion just because he was such a beast at Duke. You know, I foregone all of the uh you know like Zion's weight and Zion, you know, like his, you know, he's he's explosive but can he but can he keep that up long term i just at the time i wanted that splash pick i wanted to pair Giannis with zion and so i went with zion but now i'm kicking myself because jaw has proven himself he 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 has translated his incredible college game into the nba i wish i could go back in time and draft jaw but i'm just crossing my fingers at zion that that zion can get healthy and he can lose some weight uh, so that his career can be lengthened. But, oh, man, I'm kicking myself. I wish I had jaw. Well, no one's no one's mad at you at that pick. I mean, if I'm the Pelicans, I still um, get Zion based on his potential and as great yeah. as John Morant is. He doesn't have the same potential as Zion. He doesn't have the same um, ceiling, right. Yeah, the spectacular. I mean, look what he's done when he has actually played 26 a game. Like that's a career that's a career average oh, yeah. that goes in with the all time greats. Uh, he he just produces on every level so efficiently, and he's just an amazing basketball player. But the durability, as we see, uh, John Moran's already in a, a couple seasons that played almost fifty five more games right. total, um, including taking his team to the playoffs. So like, of course, for me, a franchise cornerstone and and Ja, you go back and of course you want to you want to draft him, but right. it, nobody's mad at anybody that picked Zion based on potential like it's kind of unlucky I now Paul George called John Morant like a prime D Rose the way he's attacking the rim is just incredible Dang. that makes me question things too though like how like how will that durability um withstand itself because he mm. goes in there he is not a big guy and he's you know trying to dunk on everybody just right. jumping all over the place that's true um you make it so electrifying and, and breathtaking to watch but it does make you think about hopefully you know you know Injuries don't don't come because of how vicious uh, he plays the game of basketball. Right now on the way out, uh, Jacob, this was an awesome um, first time <laughs> doing this uh, week three uh, fantasy. We might not go this long in the future, but we had a lot to touch on, especially our first time getting together. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Where can we find you and anything yeah. you're working on? Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ain't done yet, where I put up weekly fantasy basketball streamers for points league and nine cat league. So if you guys want to follow me for that content, follow me. Uh, I would love it. Uh, and also guys, I just want to give some advice. Stay active on your waiver wires. This is why we're here. We are when you or we are here, like James said, to win you your fantasy basketball league. So ride with us and let's win together. Yeah, please um like, comment, subscribe. We'd like to hear your intake. You might, we'd like even like, to hear you say you're crazy for trying to cut Roko. He's helped me win leagues. Um, yeah. I don't mind that. Like, like we go back and forth. Um, yeah, we're we're definitely involved. We we comment back on the comments. Um, mm-hmm. So we're gonna finish with a little blood talk. We are a proud member of the Empire Media platform. Please tune into Triple Play Fantasy Podcast every week. Triple for baseball, football, and basketball. Yours truly. Our Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel is dropping content every day. This includes college basketball preview. Uh, me and Kev are going to do a little Memphis Tigers action. We've already covered 
Michigan. Uh, we've talked about Duke. We've talked about UCLA. Some of the top tier programs. Gonzaga, which might be my favorite one that we did um, going nice. back and forth because I'm big on Chet and he's not as much. Uh, okay. Super Fantasy Bros, uh, Between the Seams, Triple Play, Fantasy Football's sit, Start Sit Show that comes out every Sunday morning. That's uh, Jacob and David, uh, mm-hmm. Triple Play, Fantasy Foodies, just to name a few. Um, the way too early 2022 NBA mock draft lottery style is still up and gaining some attention. Please check that out and tell me why Jaden Hardy or Paolo Boncaro should go number one over Chet Holmgren. Check mm. us out on Twitter and IG at Trip Play Fantasy. Shout out to Fantrax, Fantasy Points, D-Mini, Doc, Little Cheesecake, Brassadonis, Kev, Jacob, Marty, and Mac, and everyone on the Triple Play Fantasy team that keeps this engine running. Thanks again from Triple Play Fantasy. Um, like always, stay safe. Continue to love gaming basketball like we do. Feel free to share with your friends. Hit that subscribe and like button. That's all we have this week. <laughs>